Good morning, folks. It is 4.44 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are listening to the Dead Man's Coffee Club. I'm Tyler Fleming. Anthony Fisher, how are you? How's it going, man? Good, my brother. Good. Up early on a Saturday, making it happen. All right. Yeah, I guess there's no better way to start a Saturday than, uh, you know, being up at four to talk to your friend before before he goes off to work. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, that's where my Saturday goes downhill. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) It's a means to an end, so. Yeah, exactly. doing my part. So... Um, what do you want to talk talk about today, man? So today, uh, I had the thought that we could have a conversation about dreams, and not necessarily in in the fashion of uh, you know just kind of throwing wild ideas out, uh, but talking about dreams, the importance of you know kind of why why we dream, why that's even relevant. Yeah. But also, you know, in adulthood, how you and I, and I know it's it's happened for me at least, um, and I'm sure it's happened for you, uh, the, the deferral of dreams, the, you know, having to uh, kind of step away from the things that you, you really care most about and have uh, passion for for the sake of you know responsibility but also why I think now more than ever it's it's important for us to pursue those things again in, in, in some way uh, form or fashion and then you know maybe even just kind of share some of the things that you know you and I actually dream about and measures that we can take to, you know, get the ball rolling. So, sounds great. To talk about, but I think we can handle it. Sounds great, Senor. Sounds great. Um, I'm actually stoked to talk about this because I think it's something yeah. that, as you kind of alluded to, right? Adults are like. We don't need a dream. We got to just do this thing. And I think that's great if you want to, you know, work a job to earn money to buy shit that you don't want or need to repeat that process. Um, And I I say that, like, you know, with all due respect, but, like, I think that um, it's easy to get caught up in that cycle. Um, where we're just going after these things as opposed to, like, these things that, like, it's like squirrel, squirrel, just pops up, and we're like, oh, let's go get that thing. Yeah. Um, let's go spend our dollars and our time there <laughs> instead of, you know, having a little bit more intention to it. So why, yeah. why, do you, why do we, why do we, why do we dream? Oh, man, uh, that is a, uh, 
huge existential question that I don't know if I'm equipped to answer well, <laughs> but I'm going to try. <laughs> um, you can do it together, man. Yeah, so why do we dream? I, I think if, if I had to try to pin that down a little bit and uh, and talk about it, it would I, I think we're we're kind of designed to I, I, I feel like you and I as individuals have particular passions have um particular hopes and dreams and uh you know our lives too i think have have kind of catered to uh our our development in a way that's groomed us uh to cast care and passion in certain directions um but i think that ultimately those are the things that kind of give us meaning and give us purpose um and kind of to what you were saying how again as we get older we we feel this need to just work and work and work um for stuff you know all the stuff aside is is the work that we are doing fulfilling us um as much as the dreams that we had would fulfill us right and i mean Um, keep going keep going no no you you can jump in um i was gonna kind of jump the gun and then come back we'll come back i promise um but i think kind of what these dreams do with having a purpose it uh gives us it but the purpose is right there a reason why and um with that purpose it becomes a little bit more clear the things that we should or should not be focusing on and um the and the the practices that we should or should not should keep or that the practice that that come to the forefront of being important um to get towards that dream um right and i think uh i think you're absolutely right though i think we're designed to to care about that sort of thing um and you know i don't know what people dream about because i'm not everybody but i I think like you know you let's go ahead and uh bring Logan into this conversation because you know I, I I told him the other day I'm like dude anything that you put out I'm gonna listen to just because that stuff like helps me to put my mind in a place where I am focusing more on the things that in my heart matter the most yeah. But he, he talks a lot about, you know, peak expression, right? Yeah. And, you know, while I don't think that peak expression necessarily uh, equates to 
you know our wildest dreams I, I do think that it speaks to the things that we care the most about and have the most passion for and um, you know when when we talk about dreaming I, I think that ultimately we're doing it so that we can you know kind of live out that that peak expression where we are you know our our best most useful self yeah so to kind of keep going on that I would um, to have a dream I mean if we think yep. about the dreams we have at nighttime right usually right. usually people if you dream at night there's some sort of visual to go with it and you think about a visual you, you have to have a vision of something and so when we're dreaming about the things that are important to us yeah. Typically, we have a vision of what that looks like. And, like, for myself, and we'll dive deeper into, like, what it actually looks like, but I was on a park bench in the middle of the woods. Well, it's not actually in the middle of the woods. I found I found a very easy way to get to it. There, the there's day. a wooded path. There's a wooded path that gets there, and the <laughs> sun came through, and I had yeah. a very clear vision of what right. I envisioned my life to become and how I was acting and carrying myself in that life and the things I was able to do. Yeah. And... Um, Right, it necessitates this vision, this this understanding of something that isn't there yet, right? This yeah, some, yeah. And we'll probably never be in 100% um, perfection with like they, they'll probably never perfect perfectly align if you're yeah, yeah. if you're if yeah. you're participating in the process. But that that vision gives you is your current understanding of what your max peak expression could be which probably means right, that you exactly. have which probably means you have like infinity to go beyond there but for now that is kind of like where your peak expression lives and so that's yep. where you whatever the thing is right whatever that peak expression is uh that what you have to work towards um and yeah, so I think that's a great way, and I agree. Um, Mr. Logan Gelbrick is a uh, phenomenal thinker and um, teacher and just a, a great human who's really pushing the envelope for folks to um, kind of step into this world where they're participating or working towards um, this peak expression. But before we dive deeper into that, yeah, we talked about, or maybe maybe we should. I don't know. I think I think I think it's go for it. Go for um, we had mentioned that we wanted to talk about dreams and adulthood, and or dreams deferred. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so go ahead. So with that, with that in mind, um, you know, I think you know, like we were both getting at. And, and I, I love the way that you put it in terms of, you know, the vision that you have right now is how you are currently perceiving that, that peak expression. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's still kind of like this fantasy view of your life because you haven't yet 
materialized and walked that thing out. Um, and so I think that's kind of what I was really trying to get at with the whole, you know, not necessarily trying to live out the wildest aspect of your dream because, uh, again, at that point, it is a, like, limited view fantasy of how you perceive that yeah. that thing. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and turn into this whole uh, dream deferred conversation because that's something that I... Like I've I've really been dealing with, and 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 something that has I think taken a huge toll on um, my dreams because you know we're both husbands, we're both parents, and what ends up happening is we we think of that that peak expression, we think of the things that we are most passionate about and do the best, you know, or as as we perceive, uh, you know, that we do the best, but then duty calls, then responsibility is knocking on your door. So is Sally Mae and, you know, so is the rent office. And so now what you're faced with is this thing that I care most about and that in my mind when I when I look at it 10 years down the road is giving me a ton of fulfillment right right now isn't paying the bills right now isn't putting shelter over my family you know right now isn't paying my car note and those are immediate things that you know need to be taken care of um you know for me it i i can't see myself abandoning responsibility uh for the sake of the passions i have because if if i had to reduce everything to the common denominator the thing that i am most passionate about is my wife and daughter right we talk and so you know, I am I am most concerned at that point with their well-being, and less concerned with my dreams. And so, what ends up happening, I think, is uh, you know, instead of putting that thing on the back burner, we just take it off the stove. Yeah. At that point, like it it, it doesn't have room. And let's face it, like in in our uh, you know American climate, we work a lot. Yeah. Like in comparison to most developed countries, we work a lot. Yeah. And you know, I can certainly speak from the southern perspective, uh, you know, where. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, th- there's a similar mindset uh, where you're from, and I'd, I'd be interested to kind of hear Actually, that. Yeah, let's talk, talk about um, it. But, you know, I work around manual laborers, 
Yeah. Farmers, um, you know, guys who, who I I like using the expression "put your hand to the plow." Yeah. Because I, I think I think that it, it it paints a picture of hard physical work. Yeah. And the kind of masculine um, mindset in the South is work, 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 and work your hands to the bone because that's what makes you a man. You know, that's what provides for the family. That's what puts food on the table. And so we do that in a way that ultimately eliminates, you know, our, our capacity to do anything that relates to what we genuinely care about. Yeah. So we, we cast away all the things that we were good at, all the things that we're passionate about, all of the visions and the dreams. We, we put all that aside for work. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, now what we're doing is we're finding fulfillment in hard work. We're finding gratification um, and validation in how hard we work and not uh, what we're doing for work. What we're working towards. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for the sake of our future. So the so, the effort as opposed to like just just making just putting forth a lot of effort but there's not really a goal to that effort necessarily other than paying the bills and exactly, proving exactly, that you yeah. work hard. Yeah. Right. Um, and I mean, that's, that's, that's a part of the culture here. I think that, so go ahead, continue. No, that's, that's all I, I think. I think it's very similar up here. Um, I think, uh, the focus on physical labor is a little different. Um, there's a lot of, which makes perfect sense. Um, there's a lot in there. I mean, which is changing now, but there's a lot of industry, right? And so the end, I'm not from this side of the state, um, so it's different on the west side but um, of the state yeah. where I'm from, but on this side of the state, right, um, the home of Henry Ford and all that stuff, um, working in an auto plant is like a, it's a big deal, right? It's, it's yeah. a thing that like, and I, I don't have the context for it, but where people would leave high school and then they'd retire from a job that they started working out of high school with a with a nice pension and they worked there 40 hours a week on the line and you know did the same like part of the assembly line all day every day and i like i have students who like they're hoping to get a job at chrysler or whatever the thing is because there's still that allure of it but um things are changing a little bit um as far as what the industries are here right like uh technology is making a big push in detroit specifically um whether that's automation of auto lines or whether that's actual tech companies right like quick and loans is a big one but then they're they're trying to bring in other big like coding and tech kind of companies so it's kind of changing that market but um I'd say that Michigan is a pretty good representation of the Midwest um, as far as, like, it's a little less cornfield, but, you know, West Side State is a little bit more cornfield, and, uh, you know, the hard the hard work, the Puritan hard work kind of 
perspective where you know you that's just what you do right you just you just work a lot because that's how you prove that you um in some ways that's how you prove that you love your family and and that's how you prove that you are worthwhile is that you just work really hard and i know um yeah man it's a badge of honor yeah i mean and i've um it's so it's interesting and I'll just go like a little bit personal for a minute my like my dad worked a ton when I was a kid um yeah. from what I remember right like to the degree that like there'd be and this didn't happen often dad if you're listening <laughs> but like there'd be times where he'd spend the night at work because he was just working like really hard and I think that people here I mean and he wasn't he didn't have a physical job he uh, works in advertising so it's a creative job that sort of thing but there's that still that mentality with it that you have to prove how hard you're working and I kind of followed suit in that I would always say I'm not the smartest person but you will not outwork me kind of deal like um and I had a lot of physical jobs, like a lot of physical labor jobs, especially right out of high school for yeah. quite some years, where um, it, it would, uh, but what I'll say with that is that when, like for a while, they, they were awesome, right? The physical labor jobs, like I loved them because I felt useful, right? And I think I'm gonna try and swing this back here. Because I felt useful, like, for the first while. Um, But as I progressed, and it it was also as I simultaneously progressed through university, so I'm thinking about a lot of things and how effed up the world is and all this stuff. Um, I felt less useful and I felt um, less purpose with what I was doing. And um, found it more difficult to just do the thing to do the thing, right? Um, yeah. And uh, I, I just, I, I did, right? And so, I, um, right. I don't know. So I think from what I gather from our two stories, right, Midwest slash Great Lakes and the South are similar in like hard work is a thing. But what I'll say is um, having worked for an organization that's East Coast and then lived in New Mexico, I know that like based off where you are in the country though, there's a different pace to it. I think maybe America across the whole or the United States of America because there's lots of Americas, just uh, we decided to be the America. And um, we are the America. <laughs> stupid. Um, God bless. Uh, but that, like, hard work is like this overarching, like, quote unquote, American thing that is like, yeah. if you don't, if you're not, if well, you're that's not. What we've built the dream off which of. Which is right? crazy, right? You build this dream off getting the house and the cars and the thing. Like, those. Which, are, I mean, which. On its own, I think is like, and, and this is a whole nother conversation, but I think it's a fucking evil concept because I think it's oppressive. Um, but 
Yeah, but if you're you, told what the dream is supposed to be and it's like taught into you through yeah. the society, right? Then you don't even notice that it you, like you some then someone's like exchanging what you want to work towards for this other thing and then you're like working towards this have thing. You, have you ever uh, watched uh, The Little Prince on Netflix? It's basically We started it. We started it. Dude, my, my, he, you, he loves you, it. You have to finish that. Um it's one it's just it's really incredible. cool it's an animated it's, film right yeah yeah the, the story itself is incredible but the animation uh like it's, it's really it's, cool it's really nice and like me and amelia have watched it on a few occasions um more for my sake than for hers because i don't think she's like perceiving much outside of like the bright colors yeah and, you know things like that but um you know this the the movie is and it's based on a book apparently uh, mm-hmm. but the uh the whole thing is they they live in this society where um it's all about being useful but not in the sense that we talk about being useful we we talk you know we're, we're looking at it in in this sense is more being a cog in a machine yeah, right. if your if your cog isn't there then the machine doesn't work correctly right. um, it's not functional and so they live in a society where hard work is valued and you are rewarded for your hard work so the harder you work the the better your schooling is the better your job is the right. more useful you can be i mean that's um, the american the, way right there the, yeah the 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 better the neighborhood you live in the better the opportunities for your children you know that's that's the that's essentially the dream that 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 we've um kind of created and you know the reason i i say that i, I think it's oppressive is because um it does kind of strip away any meaning or purpose that you could draw from your own life um, that would be good for not only yourself but for the world for the sake of um, advancement um, and comfort Um, you know another thing that I think plays into this conversation regarding why we defer our dreams is also uh, the the idea of security. Yeah. Um, you know, we we want to make sure that if you know, and there's always that if you know, if we need medical insurance, we have it. You know, if something ever happens to me, if uh, um, you know this and that, and, you know, we. <sighs> We use work also as a uh, as our security blanket because of the unknown. Well, our security blanket, but also our excuse to like engage no, absolutely. In, to yeah. to engage in something like to 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 put off responsibility for like ourselves, right? Like I I can't do this thing because I have to do that thing, and it's not that we like a person is choosing this necessarily right i'm not talking about that kind of responsibility i'm talking about like we as a big we because it's we as a big we that's saying that hard work and this sort of thing and deferring a dream is more important um i don't know yeah 
Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. You're fine. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that, and and it's also kind of one of these things where it's like, but you can't blame me because I'm working hard. Right. You know. So that's a part of that deferral too. Is but I'm doing this, but this occupies so much of my time. But you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm sweating. I'm you know, I'm putting my hand to this plow. I'm working really hard. I'm providing for my family. You can't blame me yeah. for not thinking about this other thing. But you, you know, at at the end of the day, and I think now is like a good time to kind of turn the conversation towards you know more of that peak expression um because it's like well again are you when when you when you step back and you look at the life that you're living currently versus you know your perceived best self can you say that both of those people have the same amount of usefulness to our families and to the world. Yeah. Because I can speak personally and say that if I looked at myself right now and I looked at the person that I want to be in the next couple of years, man, that guy is doing a damn good job in comparison to where I am right now. Because not only am I on the other hand, doing something that um, has more, uh, like, holds more importance and, and has more value uh, and, and is, is certainly more missional than what I'm doing currently. But when I look at that person, I also see someone who's, who's happier. Yeah, for sure. And that happiness transfers over to who I am at home. For sure. So it's not necessarily just a matter of the money that I'm providing, but the atmosphere that I'm providing for my thing. 100%. Um, Go for it. And I think what I'll say, because I think this is probably the case for both of us, um, is that there is value to your experience right now. Absolutely. And and I think Absolutely. Yeah, that that um, shouldn't get without, you know, and the having the experience of the because as we've kind of like alluded to right um we're, we're, our society is very low key and like you got to do this right you got to get a college degree which yeah, is yeah. is in many ways saying you're going to be at least 20 grand if not more in debt right coming out of school where you're yeah. hardly making more than that right then you have to do these other things like there's these other checkpoints that are like required these are the requirements to be a human in the united states or in western society or whatever the thing is and then and then you have a job that pays the bills and like you go and you quote unquote work hard right which if we're honest if we're honest down when it lacks the purpose part when it lacks the connection to a dream right that 
that work hard kind of probably goes down, right? There's more like bathroom breaks and there's more social media breaks and there's more like yeah looking at other people's lives and comparing like and I'm not saying talking about you or I I'm just saying generally oh, speaking yeah. right like people will still look at Instagram and be like oh yeah like so and so's balling they got all this money but I was like I'm, you can't blame me I'm just working hard here right well they're working hard but they're also just scrolling you know every chance I get to not think about their thing or to not yeah, think about yeah. the work yeah, they're doing I, yeah I come in contact with that a lot uh you know, because part of my my job right now is is driving, um, you know, from location to location, and you know, I I'm typically working with someone, and that someone is typically in the passenger seat, scrolling on Instagram, yeah. just going, and it, you know, I've just been I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, myself. Um, and, and, and the dreams that I've kind of cast aside, but seeing myself as these guys in the passenger seat, right. because for, for the past couple of years, that's who I've been. Right. And that's not to, you know, throw any shade towards these guys because, you know, we all have, um, the ability to kind of, you know, maximize our potential. Um, but right now, uh, you know, that that flame isn't necessarily under everyone the right. same, right. and so you know I'm I'm looking at myself as these these guys who you know on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, on Snapchat, and just living the social media dream, and um, not taking any opportunity to uh, be introspective and. You know, think about the future. You know, when we think about the future, again, I think we we often look at it from the standpoint of security. Right. I just I just want to be able to retire and you know live out the rest of my days, you know, with a little bit of bread in my pocket. Um, instead of looking at it as what you know in in the next three in the next five in the next 10 years what am i doing that gives my life value and purpose and meaning and allows me to maximize um my limited time on this planet great um that's kind of now the direction i'm i'm taking um where I'm like, I'm really just trying to reduce everything to, I don't have a lot of time left. Yeah. You know, and, and granted I'm 30 years old, like, you know, a lot of people would hear that. Like, but it's oh, kind God, of the is, point of is this he podcast. Terminal? But yeah, it's like, that's, that's one of the driving points is here's the thing guys. Time is, is, is fleeting. Like, yeah. Every day that goes by is a day closer to our grave. And every day that goes by that, that, that we aren't maximizing our potential um, is a day that we have robbed our families, we've robbed ourselves, we've robbed, robbed the world, the world yep. um, of a gift, so to speak. Um, and 
you know, how how can I take steps? And I think, you know, when we we always talk about, you know, our 4 a.m. wake up calls and things like that. And that looks really sexy online uh, when people see it and they're like, man, you know, but you you wake up at this time. It's like, but you don't get it. Like, right back. You gotta go get the baby. Yeah, go for it. Keep talking. It's like, you know, you you don't get that. Like, it's it's not that I just like waking up at four o'clock. It's that at four a.m. I don't have a boss. At four a.m. my wife and daughter are asleep, and at four a.m. I have the opportunity to just sit and reflect and pursue my highest, you know, uh, form of, of usefulness. And that is by reading and writing. Because when I look at my life, you know, and this is, this is, you know, a first love of mine, and we'll get more into that conversation here soon. But when I, when I look at my life, the one thing that I don't think that I could live without is writing. Um, and so I wake up at 4am, not because of the appeal that it has, because honestly, I don't see what people like see in like as, as being glamorous about waking up early. I just, I do it out of necessity. I do it because at that point I don't have anything else beckoning for me and I'm able to pursue that thing that I care the most about. Um, or at least like get the, the wheels turning, you know, put the fire under my ass because otherwise, guess what? I'm working. And I'm not thinking about those things because I'm too busy working. Yeah. So that's why those like early mornings are so necessary because guys, time is fleeting. Like it's it's here today, gone today. Yeah. And so if if, if I'm not intentionally carving out time to pursue peak expression in some way, form or fashion or and and you know, emphasis on the word pursue because you don't just wake up one day and you've arrived. Right. Like this shit is a process. Um, but if you aren't carving out time and being intentional about it, that process is going to take you longer and longer and longer. So I'm going to backtrack just for a second and do it. Um, kind of do a plug for a book that hasn't been released yet, but is kind of it's kind of it's incredibly relevant for this so um my friend our friend logan has written a book called going right and um going right is a book it's a logical argument to pursue your dreams and um the idea is is that if we go left right we have security we have safety we have bills get paid we're being responsible we're working hard we're doing all the right things checking all the right boxes and if we go right while there's less quote-unquote security um we're going towards the things where we, we dream of we the things we love right 
And the point of, and this is just based off conversations with Logan as well as like what he's talked about it. So, you know, at go right book is where you should look. But the idea is, is that if we go right, um, we can work with more focus. We can work with more intentionality. We can have a, here we go, more deliberate practice towards our goals, our dreams, when we choose to go right. And so what I'm going to dive right into now is when Anthony wakes up at 4 a.m. and he has his job that starts at usually around 6 a.m. And he chooses to write and read and do these things with intentionality he is going right he's in the he's created a deliberate practice that supports his dream right which means that again to kind of explain it a little bit further when we go right we have more utility to the world right we are more useful doing the thing we love we can work harder we can put more hours in we can have more focus and and create more when we're going towards the thing we love versus when we're uh, punching in punching out right like I have friends who know all the bones and muscles of the human body and I love movement but that's not me right and there's no way you could ever convince me to put that time and energy towards memorizing and learning all those things but if I talk to some of my friends there is nothing they would rather be doing than studying and coaching movement in a very precise way right because that is the thing that drives their whole being and the world is a better place because they are pursuing that thing Um, and while they might not get there they have created a deliberate practice around that thing so that they're working towards it right and so in five years in a, a year in ten years whatever they might not be they probably won't be at that vision because that vision is going to continue to evolve right but if they focus on the process and they focus on like creating this deliberate and maintaining this deliberate practice of going to sleep on time or waking up early doing the thing that's most important or most useful right in the morning like doing these these little things that shit's gonna be like moving in the right direction right and there's going to be more purpose in life and bills will probably get paid for sure but um the experience for both the individual and for the people around them and for the world is going to be a more positive one because they chose to go towards this thing right this this what this this dream this purpose this like dream life that they see for themselves and this while it might be the case right like that it's money or whatever the thing is it's probably not right it's probably right, right. something that you really want to do that really just like gets you like yeah that's, like, that's why I keep using the word fulfillment right because like because at the end of the day money's money 
and it's good to have LeBron is probably most useful to the world playing basketball right right yeah. like that and, and and he's prop because he plays basketball to the his highest level and he's working towards it every day he's probably a better father and a better husband and a better human than if LeBron was working the line at Ford right like yeah he probably would not be as fulfilled in his being if yeah. that was and not there's no disrespect to it it's saying that because he's been pursuing excellence in his thing his craft yeah that it has carryover and impact. Yeah, I wrote this down, um, and I think this fits very well into that example. Um, you know, when again talking about fulfillment, talking about LeBron's trash, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> and, um, you know, and kind of the the, the life and the things that, that that we want the most. Uh, there is a, a huge difference in. Pursuing, again, all these buzzwords, pursuing peak expression through deliberate practice and just talking about it. Um, And so suppose a LeBron just talked about wanting to play ball. Right. And, you know, dabbled here and there, but just like really like his 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 talk game was better than his his actual game. would we have a LeBron? No. If he didn't you put know. hours and hours and hours it's, it's, into the care yeah. of his body. Exactly. Like, if, if the deliberate practice doesn't match up with the, the dream, then we're, we're doing something wrong. We've already started out wrong. And so, for me personally, I want to write. I want to write books, but am I writing? Like I can, I can talk about the thing, right? I can talk about all the ideas I have all day long, and that's they're just ideas, right? Until I actually take the steps to, you know, at least attempt to materialize those things, right? Like if I just talked about. you know, writing or, or wishing that there was representation for, you know, little mixed girls and kids books, but I didn't take any steps towards it. At that point, all you're doing is blowing smoke. You're not dreaming. You're just, you're just saying words and you're, you're, you know, you're hoping uh, you're just you're just kind of casting hope in a direction without like actually like putting anything behind it. There's a there's a um, idea, and hopefully I don't butcher it. But <laughs> Dr. Jeff Duncan and Charlie, who um, started a school called uh, Rose in the Concrete in East Oakland. He's from East Oakland. He teaches okay. high school in East Oakland, and he also teaches at a, a university out there. And um, he has this idea called Critical Hope. And the thing about critical hope is, is that there has to be, it has to be supported materially, right? Which kind of, if we go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, or you gotta, you gotta have the base things to get to that dream, right? If you want to get to yeah, the top yeah. of it, your top peak, pers- um, 
what am I, what word am I looking for? Expression. Expression. Um, then you have to support it with the, the things that lead there. Um, and so it's not enough to say, like, and this kills me about education, is like we tell kids, have dreams, right? Like, have these dreams. Be a doctor. Be these things. But then when it comes down to, like, what do you do on a daily basis that supports right, that? Right, right. Like, what what is... It's great if a kid has all the talent in the world to be a Division One athlete. But if their daily practices do not align with... Right, being a Division One athlete and maybe going to the next level, then that it's not going to happen. They might get lucky and it happens, right? Yeah. But at like on God-given talent or whatever, but they, w- the chances of them getting to that peak expression, like a LeBron or like someone who has put in, like is meticulous in their practice towards getting better. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. Right. And so while it is hard work, right, like you don't get away from the hard work, you you refine the perspective on it, though, so that like and this is why you're a writer and I like probably am not. I just write from time to time is that, again, having the attention to detail on all those on like grammar right like I taught English for a semester and it was the worst thing in my entire life right because I don't uh, that's not how I yeah. like I like the practice of writing I don't I'm not that meticulous about it but if you want to be a writer you damn well better understand how grammar works and I truly just don't I haven't taken the time to learn it <laughs> and I don't know if that makes sense no it, it, it does I mean I I spent the better half of seven years, I spent more time in college writing my book and caring about that than I think I did studying. Um, But I had this thing that I did and like it didn't, I didn't have the language to support uh, the practice at the time. Right, right, right. Um, But five days a week, uh, sometimes a sixth if I, you know, if I didn't have anything going on a Saturday. Um, but I would wake up early, and early back then was about six o'clock. Yeah, uh, it's funny how life changes student. things. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, I used to think five thirty was so early. <laughs> yeah, classes didn't start until like ten because I, I I got smart after my first semester. Oh like yeah, eight a.m. classes. It was like fuck it. 10 o'clock. I was a fifth year senior with 8 a.m. classes. I'm an idiot, so mm. continue. God bless you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, my classes started about 10 o'clock. And um, so I would go to campus and I, so I'd wake up at 6. I'd get to campus around 7. Um, and I would go and I'd get a coffee and at the same place and I would sit in the same seat for the same amount of time five days a week that's what we call deliberate practice there people (laughs) and I made sure because I you know again getting to campus at around 7.30 I spent at least an hour reading before I spent at least an hour writing and 
the reason for that was because not only was I seeking out inspiration, but I was also using the books that I was reading to study the use of language and grammar and punctuation. Um, You know, in a a way that maybe I wasn't instructed to in school. Mm -hmm. So I, I used reading as a vehicle to fuel um, my ability to pursue that dream, right? Um, and actually, and while it's it's not what I want it to be, um, you know, I, I did publish that book, I self-published it, but um, I'm going back now and I'm like rewriting the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have like the, the first copy of oh, it. Oh man, that's um, amazing. And I've just got notes in here from where I'm just like, this sucks, reword this. That's great. That. But, that's amazing. You know, yeah, it took me seven years. Um, but again, when we look at our peak expression, we're not looking at uh, the end result, we're looking at the process, right? So me spending seven years writing that was part of the process. Oh, yeah. Me working the odd jobs that I've worked is part of the process. Mm-hmm. Even, like, my degree is part of the process. Like, right, because it helped you, you understand. Like, it helped yeah. you understand. Like, one thing I hate, and I'm guilty of it, but when we talk about the degrees we've we've pursued or whatever, like, we went to school and we're not, like, using it in... Uh, you know, the capacity was intended for. It's like, you know, I've got this degree, but I'm not, you know, I'm not using it. It's like, no, motherfucker, you are using it. Yeah. Somehow, some way, that thing has either um, shaped who you are now, or, uh, you know, it has had some usefulness in the way that you think. 100%. I mean, um, so, so. Even, even that pursuit was a part of, of the process. And when it, when it ceases uh, to matter is when we abandon the process altogether. Yeah. So. And I think, um, I think, I don't know, I'm losing it right now. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just so, so perfect, you know, it was a great, Oh, there's, like it's not a tomorrow thing, right? Like that's, and and it might not. Part of the thing was working those odd jobs. Part of the thing for me was teaching, and working on becoming a teacher for ten years, right? Yeah. Like, it. I graduated high school in '07. It's 2018. So it's been at least 10 years <laughs> that I've been in this process. Yeah. And you know what, people? I don't know if I'll be in a schoolhouse ever yeah. again. Yeah. And, but the, the lesson, like the, that is also part of it, right? So even working on a line or whatever the thing is, pushing the, the plow, that could be part of the deal, right? Yeah. It's, and it definitely influences the thing. It's not the deliberate practice necessarily, right? Like yeah. the waking up at whatever time to write for this long, like sitting down at the, the typewriter and letting your fingers bleed or whatever the, the quote is, right? Um, doing that and, and studying the craft and like 
doing that is that's the deliberate practice but it's all part of it right it's yeah. it's it's yeah. not too it's never too late to do this thing because currently right you let's see it's oh shit you gotta go you're, you're fine i i don't have to leave the house until 6 30 so. okay um as long right. as i have time to pack my shit i'm good so Anthony is going to work on a Saturday, which most people consider this a day that you just don't work. And he's going to, to work a job that I don't know if he loves completely. But guess what? Anthony is adding in this deliberate practice to his days where he is. And you might have talked about this when I was out of the room, but you uh, wake up early, you read and you write every morning now yeah. right and similarly right um for years i've i'm a phys ed and health teacher right it's literally all i do is talk about how important it is to move and all this stuff but over the past four years plus some things right i've haven't always been the greatest to my body as far as the practices that I do that actually support it. And it's not like I'm eating at McDonald's or whatever. It's that I don't always treat my body the best in a way that supports it being its peak peak expression, which that is important to me because it increases my usefulness to the world, right? That is part of my deal is being physically and having that ability to do those sorts of things is important to me and yet those things haven't aligned so as of late especially given my broken foot right as i'm coming back it's turned into a thing where nope every day i'm intentionally having some sort of movement thing right even if it's like a short thing i'm doing something to improve i'm also being more intentional about getting to sleep and actually sleeping enough and doing these things that will support whatever the thing exactly. is. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about some of these dreams? Yeah, man. And then we can wrap it up because we're at 57 minutes. I was afraid we weren't going to go long enough, and then all of a sudden, the conversation yeah, yeah. blew up. time go? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so I... There are three things I care a whole lot about. Um, outside of my family. My family is like, again, my main concern always. Um, but when we talk about personal peak expression, we talk about um, personal, like, maximum usefulness to the world. Um, writing books is number one. Um, it's something that I, I, I got away from. You know, once I, I, I think writing my first book took so much out of me too. Um, like I said, it took me about seven years, and I remember uh, sending out chapters to uh, publishers, and um, I remember rejection letters. Like I saved them, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well fuck it I'll, I'll for the time being just so that I can get this out there I'll you know self-publish it and hopefully you know something else will come of it um and uh so I did that thing and and then I 
knowing that I wanted to write, but also kind of finding a a love for um, movement. Uh, I picked up a certificate uh, to be a personal trainer, and I said, you know, well, until I can, and this was what I said to myself, and it, it was something I was reminded of not too long ago, but if I can't be a full-time writer right now, I at least want to do another thing that I care about uh, that will give me some fulfillment and that I can do um, in the meantime. Uh, you know, something that gives me a feeling of purpose and value. And so I started uh, training and just just like the old American dream, uh, you know, how it would have it, what that did was it just became another means. Right. Um, it was, you know, me doing this to support my family and only that, you know, it, it never evolved into something that actually supported my dreams. Right. In fact, what it did was I think like I, I, I kind of, um, took my attention off of reading and writing and put all of that attention on movement. Right. Because when I looked at the two, when I weighed each of those on a scale, somehow um, being a trainer, being a coach, maybe opening a gym, you know, had very practical steps right. that could be taken. Um, whereas being an author... <laughs> you're really just like hoping that somebody likes your shit enough to um, to want to pitch it to a publisher right. and that publisher wants it enough to put it on a shelf and you sell enough copies to um, pay bills you know to, to, to make a living right. uh, so so to me like movement became uh, my thing right. because because it felt more practical right. and I still care a lot about it so uh, but but I was reminded that at the end of the day movement was always my contingency plan right um, not my plan not not and so like I abandoned my writing process for my movement process and so like I'm, I'm trying now to kind of like rekindle that and, and place uh, more effort into into that practice because ultimately I care most about it. So writing for sure. The second one is definitely uh, movement. Yeah. I care a lot about it because I care a, again because I care a lot about my family and when I look at it uh it's, it's always been about longevity. Uh, it's always been kind of selfish because you know, I look at it from a perspective of I'm not ready to leave my family. Right. I'm not ready to leave the people I care most about. I'm not ready to stop doing these things. So in order to um, maintain this, this kind of quality of life I have to pursue physical practice um, you know 
that is going to allow me to live a long, healthy, you know, life with my wife and my child. And that's kind of where that where that came from. And it's always kind of maintained the message of longevity. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and I, th- I think that like it's movement is just such a beautiful thing on its own. Um, our our ability to move weight specifically um, I, I think in and of itself is um, like it it's such a good teacher mm-hmm. uh, you know Chris uh, Chris Moore would talk about the barbell being a being a teacher right um, it was a very meditative thing for him and it became that for me and I want that to be um, something that I you know, actually pursue in some way, form or fashion uh, for myself and for others because I, I, I think the message of um, moving heavy weight as being a, a, a teacher and a perfecter um, is an important one. Yeah. It takes the emphasis away from AMRAPs and EMOMs and sets and reps and puts it on uh, your ability to use movement to evolve as a person. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the third thing, honestly, uh, is what we're doing right now. Um, I I think a lot about like the conversations we have and the Dead Man's Coffee Club and man, if if I could make this thing become more of a thing, I'd I'd be here for it because um, I know how helpful these conversations are for me. Yeah. And I would hope that we could do this for a while and um, those conversations be useful for lots of folks the same way as they are for you and I. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, so I think my order of things is a little bit uh, different, but it's similar. Um, as we talked about when we talk about framework and whatnot, right? Like art, people, outdoors, uh, people, shoot, and physicality, right? Are the yeah. uh, the kind of four things that I kind of like align with my life with, but like the order in which I've aligned them has been different. And what I've found is, and like, there's always going to be periods of greater reflection and things of that nature. But when I uh, go in the direction where reflection and, and, and creating is like my number one thing. I can do that for a while and then um, start to lose it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't mentally handle it that well uh, eventually. Um, and so, and I can lose myself in that process, right? That process of like, Oh, every day I have to create 
oh, every day I have to like draw a picture or paint a thing or write a poem or whatever the thing is, right? It's like, I don't know what's wrong with my uh, being, but uh, that's kind of how I operate where it's like, uh, once I start, then it just becomes a thing and I fill notebooks with stuff, which is great for processing, but uh, not so great for my deliberate practice and so like the the way I'm realigning is that the things I need to focus on first are uh, are selfish and they are things that um, will support getting in the direction I'm going which is right. uh, so you know physicality for me is the thing like my physical practice and so not just like moving weight but truly taking care of my body so that I'm uh, that show me coach kind of nature uh, right right the the like I can there this body because it won't exist forever but this body is capable of doing the, the things right that I uh, can exemplify like practices that support this a human body, my human body being strong and able and useful to the world, to my family, to the world, all that sort of thing. And, um, and then being outdoors. Those are, those are the two things that I think for me personally, right? Like, um, support though, that's my deliberate practice and will allow me to, when I choose to create, create more dope stuff and be more useful more importantly, be more useful to the world, right? Um, yeah. And this is not because I want to be like a pro athlete or anything. I have no interest in sports. That's why I jokingly people get out of your feelings. Said LeBron's trash because um, I don't care, right? They, and if a side note, if you give that much of a damn about LeBron, then you really need to sort out your priorities. Exactly. Like, stop listening to the show. And figure out why you put so much stock in LeBron's life and not your Or any sport team, right? Like, who gives a yeah. shit? Like, the Cubs are cool, but, like, at the end of the day, I don't really care who wins the World Series. I don't care who, like, shit doesn't matter to me um, because it really, truly has no impact. I don't work for any of those organizations. I don't give a damn, right? Um, Sorry I, about that. I had to, had to no, it's on. fine. I, it's... I was telling a kid yesterday, I literally only bring up sports to get kids riled up. Like, that's, yeah. I'll just, in the same class, say LeBron's trash and then say that Steph Curry can't shoot. Like, I don't care. I just want to, like, get you in a tizzy over something that doesn't matter. Um, then I have your attention. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about something that actually matters. Um, and this is, this is kind of a, a big thing for me, folks, um, is that down the road um, I the deliberate practice I'm working on it, the, the, the dream that in the direction I'm going is towards being a firefighter and um, this has been a long time coming I was a sophomore or junior in college the first time I sat down with one of my mentor professors mentors at the time was like I think this is what I want to do and they're like you'd get bored I was like I don't um, like this, this is just, you know, this is, this, this is a thing. All right. These, these, yeah. these drives towards the physicality are not going away. Um, and being useful to the world are not going away. Yeah. And, and these demons in my head that just like get in my way when I go too far down that rabbit hole, they don't seem to go away, but they go away when I do these other things. Um, 
And, uh, but I went down that path. I have two degrees. I like, I went down that path. I've taught school, which is what I thought was going to make me most useful to the world. And I've learned some great lessons, but, uh, I'm going to take my, my talents elsewhere. (laughs) But truly, uh, joke, jokes aside, that's, um, so Anthony is going to be an amazing or is an is working has deliberate practice towards being a writer towards, yeah. and um, I am working towards being uh, more useful in my physical nature right whether it, whether through firefighting or one day being a park ranger something along those lines but that's the direction I'm going um, yeah and this is the first time I've shared that publicly, but um, that's that's what it is, and I appreciate anyone who has uh, supported me working in that direction because uh, it it's easy, right? I've like and I like I I have them, so I can't get rid of them. But I have two degrees that um, one is in liberal arts and one is in secondary education, and for small urban high schools, right? Like, uh, and they have, they were profound experiences and I learned and grew a lot from them and I'll take those experiences with me. Um, but I did the thing, right? Like I did, I I had, took all the steps that I'm supposed to take, right? I, I got the degrees and still right after some years like I said over 10 years working towards becoming a teacher and that sort of thing um yeah it's not the thing and um to to continue down that path would just be to um do a disservice to everyone I'm not the most useful version of myself doing that and so who knows when exactly this thing will come to fruition, but that is the direction I'm working and it changes the perception of everything. And I think that's what this deliberate practice and working towards your dreams and having this purpose does is that it allows you to change your perspective on not just like that one little thing, but all the things in life so that you're constantly learning and evolving and moving towards that peak expression, which, um, you know, if depending on who you ask is the point of the deal. Yeah. Senor, it is 558. We've been talking since 444. Um, Got any closing thoughts? Oh, man. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm saying this for myself and for uh, our listeners, but... um, I wrote it on an Instagram story yesterday. Um, No one is going to pursue your dreams for you. Um, No one is going to force you to sit down and to care about those things. Um, And like like I said before, uh, time is, is fleeting. It's a vapor. It's here today and it's gone today. It's you know, you're going to blink and you're going to be, um, you know, at the end of winter of your life. And, um, 
what I want to be able to say at that time is um, that I, I took every measure that I could um, for my family and, and, and for the people I cared most about and for the world to pursue a version of myself um, utilizing my time, my talent, my treasure um, to be that best version of, of me. Um, I, I spent time, I woke up early, I, I wrote, I submitted those projects to, you know, agents. I got books published and, um, you know, the same with, with movement. Like I, I, I was able to, to teach people, um, in, a, in the same manner that was beneficial for me, um, so that they could benefit from it. Um, you know, I want to be able to look at my life down the road and, you know, know without a shadow of a doubt that I was useful. Um, and that starts today. That doesn't start tomorrow. Um, it, it's not just a novel idea and a deferral until tomorrow. Uh, today is the best day to pursue your dreams and to pursue your peak expression. So when you, you know, when you have the time today, or if you don't have the time today, resolve to to maybe wake up 30 minutes earlier tomorrow because ultimately nobody's going to do this shit for you. Nobody's going to put in the work for you. Um, you have to do it. Um, and if you don't know what that thing is, you have to put the effort to figuring that thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, so take the time, be intentional and, uh, actually fight for the things that you are most passionate about Um, because you're going to find if you haven't already that no one's going to fight for you Um, so so do that footwork um, and start the process of becoming that person today and on that note people you've been listening to the Dead Man's Coffee Club Um, I hear it's a thing to leave reviews on iTunes, I don't know. Tell us we're shit. <laughs> Tell us you like it. I don't care. Um, Tell me that my audio quality sucks because I already know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we do care. Uh, we'd love to hear your your perspective. Um, Anthony tells me we're going to have a guest soon. I'm stoked for that. I don't know who it is, but I'm stoked. Um, and you can find us on, uh, on Instagrams at the Dead Man's Coffee Club. Die daily, folks.